Welcome to Inside Games, the only gaming news show brave enough to complain about a few cherry-picked releases that dropped the ball. Oh, sure. Yeah, we could be talking about all the fun and good games that came out, but let's be honest, y'all don't want to see that. I have some thoughts on that at the end of this episode, Lawrence. We'll talk about it. Okay, good. We know what gets the people moving. And it's Konami botching Metal Gear. <laughs> and that's not the only video game oldie we're playing for you guys today either. Get this, Payday 3's always online connectivity issues have led to the game grabbing just a tenth of Payday 2's player count. Oh, <laughs> that one hurts. City Skylines 2 struggles to hit 20 FPS on decent PCs. Oof, and you'll finally have to hit it big in crypto to afford all the upgrades to make Alan Wake 2 run decently on your computer. Turns out that when 2,000 games come out in a given year, that a few of them are gonna have some issues. Before we get into all of those games that have issues, let's hear from our sponsor, Timu. Inside Games is sponsored by Timu. Timu is an online marketplace that connects consumers with millions of sellers, manufacturers, and brands around the world. They're committed to offering the most affordable quality products. Of course, Timu has a lot of video game products, but the ones we think you should know about are Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, and Breath of the Wild. Both these games are on an incredibly deep discount, and you can get this Zelda carrying case to carry them around. I really don't know if you can beat these prices anywhere. Timu's having a site-wide sale with savings up to 90% off. You get free shipping and free returns for up to 90 days. And if there's a late delivery, you get a $5 credit. Plus, if you order something and the price drops within 30 days, you can request a partial refund. So download the Timu app to get 50% off your first purchase up to $50 off through the app via the link in our description. Click that link in the description. Or search code DKH2472 in the product search bar to claim the offer. And Timu has a special offer for Inside Games viewers. It's crazy. You can get the Nintendo Switch OLED for $299. And after applying the 50% off code, new users can get the Nintendo Switch OLED for only $249. That's right, you're gonna save around $100 on the Nintendo Switch OLED if you order on Timu with our code. So click the link in the description, do it right now, and start playing Zelda. It's awesome. Thanks again for that sponsored Timu. Now, on to the games with so many issues right now. Let's start with potentially the most tragic, the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1. Fans are disappointed that Konami didn't give the Legendary series the white glove treatment they figure it deserves due to a variety of corner-cutting issues. So for starters, the games are direct ports. Uh, despite all the beef available on modern PCs and current-gen consoles, 1998's Metal Gear Solid still runs at 30 FPS. It is a collection though, you know, they didn't say they would be remasters or remakes, so that by itself isn't so bad. Also, it might be a little weird to see Metal Gear Solid running well. I don't know. <laughs> What's more confusing though is that the Switch versions of Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 are locked to 30 FPS on the Switch. Metal Gear Solid 2 ran at 60 FPS more than 20 years ago on the PlayStation 2. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, the Switch gets second class treatment in another way. None of the Metal Gear Solid games actually come on the cartridge. Uh, only Metal Gear, Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake, and Snake's Revenge are actually present on the physical media. The rest must be downloaded. It's also just awkward on PC. I, I was trying to play, I played Metal Gear 1, the oldest game ever and you have to go through a dedicated launcher for that that then launches the 2011 HD remaster version of it and that is like dedicated full screen and if you tab out it like cycles your monitor and all your windows fly around <laughs> that stuff used to happen on PC a lot in in the dark ages and theoretically we're out of that but still it's man it's just silly to run a launcher to go to a container for a console game that came out 10 years ago and the launcher itself is really awkward like control Controller controls kind of work, but then they don't. 
you actually have to use the mouse to click through things and none of it's labeled there are no prompts on anything oh man Ugh. it's just it's just weird and it's pretty clearly pieced together from other remasters and re-releases they've done they just chopped it all up and threw it in a basket you are absolutely correct uh there is a new often requested feature added to the collection though the ability to pause in cutscenes. Look at that. Uh, you know, for when you're in hour three of Revolver Ocelot explaining how the president is an AI and reality is a clown's dream. Uh, we're not really even sure what's going on in Metal Gear Solid. And Lawrence is an expert. That's right. That's why it's beautiful, Bruce. That's why it's art. If you can't get it, that means it's too smart for you. <laughs> Amusingly, this they kind of overshot here. It pauses a little too good. Pre-release clips showed that pausing during a cutscene actually just causes the game to hang up for a full 10 seconds before actually loading the pause menu. That's your punishment for not watching the cutscene like you should, like a movie. <laughs> Disrupting Kojima's vision, you bastard. And while Konami acknowledged a few issues it wants to fix in a coming patch, the pause hang was not one of them. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, still, the patch sounds nice. Uh, Konami plans to add features that you'd definitely expect to be in the collection already, such as a CRT scanline filter, the ability to play Metal Gear 1 and 2 in windowed mode. I had to tab out a lot. <laughs> and it wasn't kind any time. At least it never crashed. But it did actually, no wait, it did crash my monitor once. My monitor went black and wouldn't turn back on until I unplugged it and plugged it back in. So that snake is a wily one. Yeah, but for all those annoyances, at least the games are there and you can actually play them. Uh, that wasn't the case with the long-awaited Payday 3. The game, air quotes, launched on September 21st. And while Starbreeze announced that the game had hit over 3 million players in September, its current player base is much less impressive. Yeah, it was. This launch got worse and worse and worse. I played it in early access, then I played it at uh, at launch, and it just got. It was. I felt. I honestly, it's just like kind of a bummer. It's ten thousand times less impressive, Lawrence. <laughs> Steam DB reports a twenty-four hour peak of just over three thousand players for the game currently on Steam, uh, while Payday Two, which came out over a decade ago has almost 10 times that amount. So we just got to check Payday 3's number in 10 years and it'll be fine. <laughs> Payday 3 did suffer a lot of infrastructure and matchmaking issues at launch, leading many to yet again question the necessity of an always online connection. Developer Starbreeze claims the matchmaking issues have been fixed, but the game's player base is still waiting for a quality of life patch. I think there's like 200 plus quality of life fixes in there. It was supposed to come out mid-October, has since been delayed indefinitely. Hmm, that's okay. You can pass the time by cultivating the perfect walkable city in Cities Skylines 2. That, that game just came out too, I know. But your PC has to be powered by the sun. Power of the sun in the palm of my PC. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a kind of an odd twist. Right now, the anticipated city building sequel is just sitting at 52% positive reviews on Steam due to what many consider to be unacceptable performance issues. Even top NPCs struggle to hit 30 FPS on a game that doesn't even have rocket launchers. I mean, come on. As far as we know, Lawrence. Yeah, well, I guess that's true. <laughs> I haven't played it enough. Developers Colossal Order posted an update on Steam explaining that City Skylines 2 is built for the future <laughs> with modern hardware in mind. I mean, wouldn't that be the most modern and still getting 30 FPS? Uh, and that the performance target is to run at a steady 30 FPS minimum. Yeah, I mean, they, they rightfully point out that city simulators don't need the buttery high frame rates of first person shooters or something like that as long as the menus are responsive and you can click and place things where you want. Um, in addition, the developers explained that uh, while many games are GPU bound because of all the layers of effects and stuff, City Skylines 2 is a bit different. It's more CPU bound due to the expanding simulation as a city grows. And speaking of demanding games, the system requirements for Alan Wake 2 left a lot of people realizing that 2019 
wasn't two years ago, like we might all be thinking. <laughs> Luckily, the game's beefy requirements didn't seem to ding the game's quality. A review embargo lifted this morning, and Alan Wake 2's PC version currently sitting in a sterling 92 on Metacritic. Quite high, yeah. Another common remedy, W. We love to see it. But it still kind of leans into this growing perception that games are just not finished or optimized when they release these days. Yeah, that's that old chestnut. We've seen that a lot, Lawrence. It's just getting cracked up open again and again in conversation circles across the internet. But Lawrence, what do we, you and I, think about this? Are games releasing unfinished and unoptimized? Um, I mean, yes, but also there's so many games. I think it's not possible to say empirically even what the ratio of unfinished to finished games is anymore. I mean, sure, there's the enthusiast view. You can you can scroll through threads on Reddit and notice like this game's unfinished, this game's unfinished, and that's maybe three, four. They're kind of higher profile, but good God, 2023 has been so stacked. Uh, yet again, my takeaway with any of that is that if that a given game isn't exactly what you want or what a, a community wants, there's so much choice out there that it's hard to just sit in one spot and get really mad about one game or even a four or five games. Unless you really want to, but then you mm, at least admit to yourself that that's your hobby. You know, going online and getting mad about unfinished games. <laughs> that's fine, but uh, the pretense is getting a little... Sometimes a little frustrating. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I uh, I do think that games are releasing unfinished. Um, I think that they're trying to rush them out the door because the company needs to make money, whatever. Um, and they know that they can patch it along the way. I mean, EA admitted as much for Battlefield. They said, normally we do this with Battlefield and it's fine. <laughs> so uh, it wasn't you know, for 2042. And people, I think, are becoming more and more fed up with this unfinished, uh, you know, day one patch and then patching for months afterwards. Um However, this is gonna, this is my Jokerized take for the unoptimized portion of this. Oh, I've seen a lot of people complain about how games are unoptimized, but the problem is you're playing them on five-year-old hardware. Now, I don't necessarily think you need to upgrade your PC every two, three years or whatever, but if you're playing on a really old PC or like the PS4, the game's not going to run well. I'm sorry. It's just not. If it came out in 2023, it's not going to run well. I know nobody wants to hear this, but it's sort of true. Now, if a game's not running well on the 4090, like, for example, City Skylines, <laughs> if that one's not running well on a 4090, it's getting 30 FPS, it's like, now, come on, there's there's a problem there. But if Alan Wake 2 is not running well on your, you know, GTX 1080 or whatever, ah, that's, I'm sorry, we got nothing for you. Yeah, that's been the mar that's definitely been the PC march forever, and it used to be worse, oh my god. Uh, in the 90s, you couldn't you couldn't have the same PC for more than a year and a half um, because this hardware was turning that fast. Uh, and I yeah I agree, Bruce. There are unfinished games. I, I think Starfield wasn't super ready uh, for Nvidia or Intel hardware on PC. I think empirically, a lot of the data shows that not quite up to snuff. Intended to be patched later, playable in the current state. But uh, even if you are on a 1080 or whatever. Uh, there are tons of games coming out even now that still run on that. So yeah, maybe Alan Wake 2 is not going to run on your machine. But that's kind of the beauty of it. And I mean, Remedy, they're demo scene nerds from way back. They love pushing technical boundaries, and I love them for that. It used to be way more common in the PC space, too, that a game would come out intentionally not even hitting the target of what's available right now. Crisis. There's a reason Can It Run Crisis was a thing. Because Crytek intentionally released it a, like at a technical target a couple years down the road. And that wasn't fun when the game came out, but it was kind of fun to upgrade your PC over the years and then install Crisis and see how it ran. 
Cyberpunk is kind of the same way. Uh, so, as somebody who is able to afford pricey PC hardware, I kind of like that aspect, and I appreciate that developers are still targeting high specs instead of just gunning for the middle of the road with the biggest sales base. So, I like that as an enthusiast, but... I can understand how that's frustrating, especially when you kind of think that software updates should constantly bring new surprises. Uh, absolutely, Lawrence. All right. Now, just really quickly to address our the very first comment of the episode about how people are not watching the positive headlines and are instead watching the negative headlines, because I wanted to just very quickly speak on this. I thought it was hilarious because I see people complaining about our negative headlines. and They're like, guys, that's clickbait. You don't need to put negative headlines out there. Uh, you don't need to do that for views. And then we do a positive headline about Spider-Man. And nobody watches it. And also in the comments, people were complaining that we didn't talk about the negativity of Spider-Man. So just so you know, this is where we're at. (laughs) When we see comments asking for negative stories on Spider-Man 2, you know, a pretty pretty well-received video game. Uh, And also we nobody watches the positive headlines. So it's there's a push and pull. And I just want everybody to know that we're reading your comments. We're trying. We to, we do try to do positive uh, videos, but if we try to do positive videos, we would be in the grave eventually. So that's true. Yeah, I I mean, speaking personally, Bruce, I think we both agreed on this. We both got a bit tired of the eye roll. What are these clowns up to again? Sort of tone of a bunch of games media reporting. It's I, it's a bit bite the hand that feeds. I feel uh, it's so easy to take the jaded look at everything, and to some degree, audiences really respond to that. And now, kind of like what you said, they come to expect it. And that's a bit concerning. Uh, so while we have to package our media sometimes in a, a jaded or negative container, we're trying to do something different, but we can't do that if nobody watches it. So we got to trick people into taking their medicine sometimes. Exactly right. All right. Speaking of people that are taking their medicine and helping us out on the Inside Games Patreon, <laughs> these these people have been supporting us for a very, very long time on our Patreon. Uh, these patrons, they actually quit a game the second they find a bug, which is very, that's a, I feel like that's a very, very, yeah, very brave take. Red N003, Zach the Hack, Rook Cap Coldblood, Jared Watkins, Ian McGee, Old Baby Legging, Gypsy Nova, way to go. Good job. Yeah, good for you. I've got a couple more patrons that really stand by their convictions. They play the only polished and complete bug-free game ever released, <laughs> Pong. Just stop it right there and keep it, keep it pure. Shaky Pants. Brandon Young, Matt Bogenberger, Cash Putnam, UESC Battleroid, and Jambers87. Keep gaming pure. 